Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State as we dive into more of the journey of Marshall Moses to Oklahoma State after he left Oklahoma State and all of the things that he's been able to accomplish since he's returned back to Oklahoma. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at All Day State. Today, we are brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel. All righty, guys, we're going to bring this right back into my main man, Mr. Marshall Moses, here. Okay, so what we were talking about was the transition and how you went to overseas and then the way that you viewed it, right? Instead of viewing everything NBA, 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 whenever you kind of had the ability to sit back. And let's face it, grow up a little bit more. You understood the fiscal responsibility that you had, but also you were going to be able to do what you loved, what you knew you were great at for an entire career. And obviously uh, do do well enough, you know, to be ranked in a lot of categories. I know that you did have some, some records and stuff uh, overseas and some big accomplishments. And your family is amazing. Did did you or did you not steal your your wife from was it Bishop McGinnis, Bishop Kelly? Yeah. Okay. You said Bishop Bishop McGinnis, Bishop Kelly, Bishop Kelly. Got it. Okay. Cool. The comments, right? That's where that's where my 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 uncle played. So that's part of the reason you got drawn back to Oklahoma. So now let's kind of talk a little bit about the overseas uh, thing in general. Whenever you realized that you were going to have a a phenomenal career, what made you decide where you wanted to go? Because I I know that there's a couple stops that you made that were 100% your choice. You could have gone to other teams, bigger teams, so on and so forth, but you had some destinations in mind, which again, to me, shows another another maturation process uh, for you. But what was your decision-making? You knew your last couple stops were coming, right? What helped you make the decision on where you wanted to go? And that's just toward the end of my career, you ask me? Yep. All right, well, uh, to finish my last comic, I got I met my wife at Oklahoma State, too. She went to Bishop Kelly, but I didn't want that to <laughs> – I didn't meet her when she was in high school. Um <laughs> Um, and um, as far as my last couple of places, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head, bro. Um, I wanted to go to France. I always wanted to play in France. Uh, after playing overseas, I started to hear about certain country style of play. Um, when I would play against guys who played in countries I hadn't been to, they would tell me, you know, your, your, your game, man, your style of play, you really fit this place. And um, some of it was literally just destination based. You know, I, once I right. decided, you know, seven, eight years in, and I've decided I'm going to play overseas for the rest of my career. I said, well, before I'm done, it's certain places I want to play. It's certain places I want my family to see. It's just certain things I want to experience, you know, and use my use my ability to be able to get there. Did you ever have any overseas run-ins with some Cowboys? Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, of course, my brother, uh, Michael Cobbins, Jared Shaw, uh, who was the guy that played – there's a point guard who I didn't play with. He came after me. 
but he played four years. I remember he played some some. What was his name? He ended up playing. I played him in Poland. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's he's still overseas, I believe, too. He has okay. really good. But I'm trying to blank right now. Uh, Darrell Williams. I never really played against him overseas, but I know he went to France after all of this stuff he went through, and then he made it a good career. He ended up playing like Euro Challenge and doing some great things. James okay. Anderson, of course. James Anderson's got a couple Euro League championships. He's in a different different bracket. Um, Did you ever run into James on? I never ran into him overseas, but you know James on from Carolina, so yeah, yeah, I know y'all was close. Yeah, yeah, we tapped in a couple times. Yeah, I I tell people I tell people all the time about uh, the the time I was at your dorm and I was rummaging to the kitchen looking for a fork, and James on walks in. And he goes, "Who are you?" I was like, "Oh, my name's Cody. I'm friends with Kenny." And he's like, okay, what do you need? I was like, man, I can't find a fork. And he goes, oh, what size foot are you? I was like, oh, we're 13. He walked around the corner, came back, threw, threw me a box of shoes, and he said they send me these all the time. If, if, if you want them, you can have them. I was like, well, shit, yeah, heck yeah, I want them. You're James on flipping Curry. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take, I'll take your shoes. Yeah, no, nah, he's a great guy, man. I really so- love James on. Now your music career, let's get into that. I know that's something you're very passionate about. Every time, every every day, every minute, every hour in your dorm, that's basically what you were doing. Uh, was coming up with with different musical concepts and different ways to incorporate uh, switch ups on your flows and things of that nature. Obviously, it, it's evolved, but I'll admit your style is is very different than a lot of people, and I think that's something that that helps you in your musical career. But kind of walk us through that. Like, what? Why was it music for such an early on? Um, like, it's just kind of, in college. You were going to do music after college. Yeah, no, it, it's just kind of a family. I come from a family, a musical family. I mean, they don't rap, but my my brother would rap and do beats, make beats for sure. My father played guitar and keyboard and stuff. It's something I grew up around, and then it's a cultural thing too. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop culture yeah. um, is prominent in inner cities or people who grow up in like the country area down south or it's just kind of how it works and so that was no different for me and um it was something i had an affinity to i liked it and the reason why i started what i'm what I'm, i got going on now which I, i'm pretty sure we'll get into eventually um yeah, sure. it was therapeutic for real much like hoping was you get what i'm saying so yeah, yeah. why yeah. not do that you know what i'm saying some good pastime something to cultivate that was just what i was into well, and it also helps whenever you have uh, a kick awesome family support system, right? I've, 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 your journey, your your wife has been instrumental uh, in some of your growth. So I just want to say kudos there, right? You have an amazing family. You did a really good job. You know, you brought up Obi Manello earlier. Obi does come back to GIA a decent amount. Um, now that you're back in Oklahoma, do you do you kind of have the ability to run back to Stillwater and and, and catch some of the the Boynton era? Yeah, I've been to some games this year. Good. I want to say, okay. say West Virginia or might have been West Virginia. I know I know there was not the we didn't like the outcome. I don't think, but I've been to about three games this year. I've seen Obi at all of them. Yeah, okay. Um, and yeah, I keep in contact. I really like, like I said, I like some of the players, man. I like uh, the Boom brother. You know, he's from Tulsa area, mm-hmm. and I'm out yep. when he went to high school. So um, Bryce Thompson is very. Uh, known in the Tulsa area as well and his father and all of the things he's done. And so I kind of keep up with the school and some of the people individually. Mike Boyden has always showed me love, which he didn't have to. You know, I right. played yeah, yeah. that was so uh 
So yep. when I come around and they make sure to always invite me, um, Scott, I was gonna say Scott Sutton. Um, it's a lot of people who always yep reach out and show love, and so I always try to do the same and keep up and come around. And when they have alumni stuff, I'll, I'll pop out, you know. So yeah, I've been around the team and seen some of the games and stuff. Hey, dude, I'll be honest with you. Like you know, um, I thought when you graduate, you'd go professional and you'd end up back in in in, in the Carolinas and and this, that, and the other. Obviously, I was wrong. I love being wrong sometimes. Um, but, yeah, man, you you legitimately love Oklahoma State. You're a hardcore, loyal and true. You bleed orange. You've always been supportive, you know, in your entire overseas career, which I know wasn't easy, right, getting prepared um, for your overseas games, the time differentiation, and still being able to catch some of the Cowboys stuff. So you know, we, as a fan base, Again, we we remember that stuff, right? That stuff sinks in um, for us as much as it, it did for you. So, so thank you for always being an ambassador, a really a really good ambassador for Oklahoma State University. You know who else is a good ambassador for all things in life? You guessed it, Vandal. Guys, here we are kind of navigating our way about halfway-ish through the NBA season. And if you haven't downloaded the FanDuel Sportsbook app yet, you're really losing out. Guys, we have this no sweat first bet. It's $1,000 back and bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. All you got to do is download the daggone FanDuel Sportsbook app because it is, in fact, safe, secure, and super easy to use. We already talked about how much you can bet on money lines, point scores, threes drain, turnovers, next point. It, it, it really it doesn't matter. It makes it so much more fun when you have multiple angles. Speaking of multiple angles, how about you, you chip in with the same game parlay? FanDuel is going to let you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with the same game parlay. Do not miss the chance to get your hands on this no sweat first bet. It is up to $1,000 in bonus bets again when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. <clears throat> All right, brother man. So when I, I see the soul body meta, and, and that's the acronym that you you use, and it's kind of a business model that you've been using for a while, a long time actually as well. But when did uh, when did lava go away, my guy? <laughs> lava was a uh, that was the nickname, man. That was the nickname Dove gave me for. Um, he said I used to freestyle hot hot bars, and uh, he thought I was quick tempered. I ended up not being that way growing up, but that's <laughs> So they used to call me Lava, man. But, um, yeah, the Soul Body thing came about. This was, you know, right. I actually was still playing. I was still yeah, playing. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was still playing. And um, I kind of came up with it. I was looking for I started learning. I was going as Marshall Moses. And I started kind of learning about the benefits of having a business name. Because I used to be like, well, why we always got to make up a rap name or a singing, you know. Yeah, yeah, and right. LLCs and branding and even being a separate entity outside of the person you were born as. and. Uh, I wanted to start getting into some of that and knowledge and, and, and trying it. And right. So I said, okay, I want to I want to find something that's a brand name, but it don't sound right. You know, I'm not going to be Lil or Big something. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to those people, but that's not my <laughs> style. And for those who don't know, it's like, because some people mm -hmm. may not know, it's it's almost like a, a dual side of hip-hop. You got okay. the street, which has kind of morphed into like what the young kids are into now. And then you got kind of more the conscious J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar type rappers. And, um, I've always found myself on that side, but close enough to the to the middle. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. 
yeah. So I want to have anything that that presented it in a like a gangster rap light or anything like that. And so, you know, I sell it on Soul Body Metal. I said it for a little bit. You know, I said it to my friends. I said it to my girl. Everybody kind of thought it was cool. Yeah. And so I just rock with it. You know what it reminds me of? I ain't going to lie to you. It reminds What's me that? of Ron Artest a little bit. Metal World Peace? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I was mad after I even decided going with Soul Body Meta. And then uh, not long after that, Facebook started. I found they were going to be called Meta. And I was like, man, what? Uh- <laughs> I can't, I can't with Facebook, you know? But no, Bro, it, it, I get the, get them copyright infringement dollar bills, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So um, after your professional career, uh, came back to Oklahoma. And right now, right, you, you're in Oklahoma, obviously. What are you doing at this very moment? I, I mean, not this very moment. I, I can see you're, you're chilling in, in your car. But, but you know what I mean? From a business perspective, because yeah. I know you got a lot of good things going. Um, so kind of explain that right when did you make that transition from basketball to business um and incorporate it into basketball somehow well um as fin- as soon as i start stopped playing and while i was playing i was doing some kind of basketball training while i was okay. playing it was more kind of big brother little brother kind of thing it were always younger people who you know basketball world is like that you go to pick up games you meet people you find younger players man right. it's just my personality that I can't even explain. It's just kind of how I am. And so that's how I started, you know, working out with people. And uh, I had some gym connections. So I would have these late night runs. And so I would have these guys contact info. And, you know, we just started building from there. And then post basketball, of course, everybody starts to think about what they're going to do, how they're going to, what they're going to do with their life and stuff like that. Right. And so I started doing basketball training more uh, as a business, you know, but it was still newer. And then I started doing something called the soul body ciphers which was really uh, rap ciphers with intent. And as I say, music was always therapeutic for me. So that's how a mental health aspect came into it. Well, that began to grow and, and turn into a nonprofit that I operate now. And uh, I'm the president of the nonprofit. I run with some other people, but, and uh, I'm kind of the face and the, and the brand of it too. And so Soul Body Ciphers is a nonprofit where we, we, we bring all creative creatives, you know, so they can be painters, uh, violinists, guitarists, rappers, singers, break dancers, it doesn't matter. And whoever use that as therapy and they come build with us and we use it as an advocacy for mental health awareness. And we're not trying to be therapists. I'm not trying to pretend I know something I don't. Our thing is just to reduce the stigma around uh, mental health issues in general. You know what I'm saying? People shouldn't have to feel it. I think everybody deals with something at some point in time in life. Yeah. So um, why not use a cool platform, an environment and build a community and at the same time, reduce a stigma around something and have a good time instead of it being all super serious. And but and it's grown astronomically. You know, that's been a blessing. And so what I do is I operate that and my my basketball business called Soul Body Inspiration and Athletics. And so that's what I do. I, I train kids in the city and I run that nonprofit. That is amazing. It, it really is, man. And musically, you're still you're still putting stuff out, right? Yeah. My, my homies have been getting on to me. They say it's about time for an album or something. I've been spending so much time building this. And, you know, we've been traveling around and connecting with other nonprofits. I've been trying to be Mr. Businessman, but I'm I'm getting that itch for sure. Um, I've made a couple songs and I'll probably put out something this, this fall or this winter, especially since now I have more listeners and more of a right. community. We'll check it out. 
But uh, yeah, I'm definitely still at it, bro. Definitely. Well, you know, I I would never try to put you on the spot, and I'd also never ask for a full 16 bars. But I mean, do you got a little little eight bar piece sample that you could throw out of me? Uh, I might have to do it just for you, bro. Ah. <laughs> my guy, <laughs> my guy. I said, in one of my recent joints, I said, uh. Uh, I got that, sh- and you need that. I do this for the people in pain that feel they need rap. That mother that got raped and pregnant, she couldn't see that. And because of Roe vs. Wade, that means she got to keep that. The father that got shot, he could have died in an instant. And he only fought for his life because hell, dying expensive. And that kid that's in school and developing slow, but really a future genius and you never would know. Oh, next line, let me start this off proper. Rest in peace, Malcolm. They freed Brittany Griner. They say a strength in numbers, so I know that you weak. Because I be trying to unite while you trying to compete. They say the haters gonna show up to be nosy, like a wedding. But everybody waiting on us, like the reception. Even when the times get hard, like a recession, I always spoke my truth to God, like a confession. So it's God timing when I'm rhyming. I'm shining. Then I used to be top rhyming. Now I'm really the top rhyming. All right, I'm a chill. I'm a chill. My God, my <laughs> God. Thank you very much. And you know what's fun is, uh, yeah, you know when we talked off air, it, it, when I when I do the show, I always like to do one thing. That just kind of, you know, catches people off guard. And I appreciate you, bro. So, yeah, you definitely still got it. It's good. Everybody heard it here first, right? Don't sleep on my main man, Mr. Marshall Moses. Um, Whenever you're doing the the training stuff, do you get to link up with somebody like uh, Brian Montanati? Uh, I haven't had the chance to yet. You know, I don't want to just say no because I don't want to. That's something I would love to do. But um, I haven't at this point, no. Man, that would be good. Cool. I really, really, really want Jalen to come to O State, man. Um, <laughs> I really do. You know, like I, I like the legacy side of things, right? And you're seeing it right now in football. Uh, R.W. McCorder's boy, Rylan McCorder's, is on the squad. Um, uh, Kenyatta Wright had two sons, Solomon and Elijah, both on on the roster. We brought J.W. Walsh back. We brought Greg Richmond back. So it's something we're doing in football. And obviously, you already mentioned we have um, uh, we have. Uh, Scott Sutton on staff right now, right, at mm-hmm. Oklahoma State University. So there's there's still these connections. We got Keaton Page on staff right now, right? Yeah. So so getting somebody like a Jalen Montnati to me just makes sense. I also I've had Tatum Bell on the show. Uh, I'm I'm hardcore recruiting him to get his son to come to Oklahoma State too. <laughs> and you know, you're not you're not far behind. How old are your kids now, brother? Uh 11, 7, and 18 months. So yeah, um, which one of them is 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 the next uh, king on queen on the court? <laughs> um, my two youngest boys, they got a they got a, a chance. My my oldest son has got some interest in basketball now. He can shoot it, ironically, but he doesn't show enough interest yet to make me think, oh, he's going he's going to really love it yet. But maybe that's true. I didn't I didn't I didn't at that age either. But um, my youngest, although eighteen months, he just won't. He just keeps a ball in his hand, oh, and he's already up. Yeah, so he's giving me vibes of like, okay, he might be really, really into it. <laughs> Do you have any aspirations to eventually jump into coaching? Like, if if if, if Tulsa Memorial High School called you tomorrow and said, "Hey, man, uh, we know we know you haven't coached yet, but we'd like to give you a shot," is that a direction you wouldn't mind going? Or are you pretty settled with the businesses you have going at the at the moment? more about building players up as opposed to, to coaching on a team. What do you think? Yeah, you kind of just hit the nail on the head. I would definitely be open to coaching. But um, like you said, with rules, but you talked about NCAA earlier, and there's different kind of rules. If that was college yeah. and high school, 
or similar to, um, to really have an effect on these guys. You know what I'm saying? Being the kind of community guy and doing it how I'm doing and figuring out a way to build it that way, at least now seems like the way I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do it because I don't I want to be able to coach basketball. But one of the best things we did, and this is why uh, these these coaches maybe not get enough credit during the Coach Ford era. You know, Coach Middleton was a great coach behind the scenes. You know, it's, it's more than just basketball. And he knew basketball too. But right. that was the stuff that kept guys throughout the season. It's a long season, man. And some yeah. of these people out of town, they come from, you know, Chicago and New right. all these different places. Um, you never know what that person is going through as an individual, just as a person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't want that guy, but you don't have to be because you got you to gotta suck it up. And I had to deal with things too. When it's time to play, you got to play. But at the same time, to have people behind the scenes who are able to do their job but yet be that person, that's how I would want to be, man. So I would only want to coach if I could be in a situation where I could really teach you basketball, really prepare you for the next level, and really be somebody for, you know, you might call me 10 years later down the road just to see how we do the key. You know what I'm saying? If it's not going to be that, then I'm cool doing what I'm doing. Basically, what you're saying is you learned a lot in life about building relationships from your time in in Stillwater, which makes sense, man. That makes sense why you're still so so heavily involved and you have that connection uh, because you already had a, a good foundation, right, when you came to Oklahoma State. But your time at Oklahoma State really, I don't know, paved, paved your way, I, I, I guess you could say, for how you handle life, not just basketball. I agree. I fully agree with that. I love and, and brother, I love- that's, that's a beautiful part about O State. You know it's different. But coming to Stillwater, Oklahoma, it's it's different. You're not coming for the glitz and the glamour and the NIL and all that fun jazz. When you're coming to Stillwater, Oklahoma, it's to put in work, period, right? Like, we're never we're never going to spend Alabama money. We do, if you look at our NIL collectives, I'll be honest with you, all of our NIL stuff is like top three, top four in the Big 12, which surprised me. I assumed that we'd be middle of the pack. Uh, but no, we've, we've responded very, very well with this NIL deal, which leads me to another question. Do you think so? Uh, put it, uh, paint, paint a picture real quick. When you have players that have a year of eligibility left, but you also have a full recruiting class coming in, do you think it is possible that somebody with a massive NIL deal could forgo his scholarship and, and be a quote unquote walk on on his own to help build the numbers? Or do you think we'd end up being at a place where we're, we're just we're going to run out of room and we're going to have to boot some dudes? What do you think? Man, that's a good question, man. I don't – so when you say an NIL guy forego his scholarship, what do you mean by that? As in, so like like a Gundy situation, right? None of the Gundys will ever need a scholarship, no matter how good they are, because it's going to be paid for. Let's just uh, – if you're Spencer Sanders, i put it in perspective, that dude was making $400,000 at Oklahoma State. Could he not have – if he were to come back another year, could he not find an NIL way – to go ahead and take his scholarship from him and give it to somebody that needed it. I got you. I see what you're saying. Do you think the NIL could ever evolve into players negotiating their, their staying and, and scholarships based on that? Or do you think it's complete separate entity? Dang, that's a really good question, bro. I think, I think, it, I think it may could evolve into something like that, but it could also be kind of, kind of tricky too you know what i'm saying like that could that could be a, end up being a sticky messy situation it would have to be really thought out and, and done correctly True. but 
true. Will, will guys want to do that? I don't, I, I, I don't know, man. I, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea. And, and you and I both went through the recruiting process around the same time. So the recruiting process is way, way, way different now, bro. It is insane, right? So my, my, my son's coming up. Um, and he, last year he was the only eighth grader to get called up for varsity in the summer in baseball. So he's got some skills, but the recruiting is way different. I was like, you know what? I got this. But, dude, it's not. It's not the same. It's emails. It's messages. It's DMs. It's, it's, it's crazy now, man. Yeah. And you're talking eighth grade. I didn't get I didn't get a single letter for nobody for nothing to my junior year of high school. It's just so, you know, I, I think that it is going to adapt with NIL and all that stuff at some point in time. I also think, you know, you brought up the NCAA. I think it's only a matter of time before they don't exist. The the NCAA doesn't exist right now in football. Right? The SEC, Greg Sankey, they're the ones that run the show. Point blank, period. The NCAA is way too scared to step on the SEC toes. So if the SEC and the Big Ten and the Big 12 wanted to combine and have a third-party entity run things that didn't have any hand in the game, it's been mentioned by the SEC pundits multiple times as more of a flex to the NCAA, I think is what it was, right? But it is still, it begs the question, it's possible. It is very possible that we end up saying, you know what, NCAA, you're corrupt, you're corrupt, you're crooked, you're stupid, you don't go by your own guidelines, we're done with you. And the only control they still have is, is March Madness. The NCAA, I think, is a dead entity walking, much like the Pac-12. And, I, I, dude, I can't wait for it. We've had crosshairs on us ever since Eddie Sutton. They was trying to get Eddie when he left Kentucky, and they were mad about it. And it's just been following us for years and years and years. And as I said earlier, right, if you grew up believing in UFOs, you were a conspiracy theorist and you was crazy. If you grew up thinking that there's something wonky about the, the JFK assassination, you were labeled as a crazy conspiracy theorist, right? Now, all of a sudden, we're finding out a lot of this stuff is true. So the conspiracy theory that NCAA has an axe to grind with, with Oklahoma State I don't think it's a conspiracy theory anymore, Bubba. How do you have the number six ranked schedule in the United States of flipping America? And then you get penalized for losing the most quad one games. But also, we won the most quad one games of all the eight bubble teams. It is, ah, <laughs> I'm so, I cannot wait for the NCAA to fall apart. Now, since we are talking about the, the Big 12 being the SEC of basketball, what are your thoughts on bringing in um, a basketball-only member like a Gonzaga? I would. I think that's a great idea. I like. I like that. I actually. And you name the right school because I've always liked Gonzaga. I just like watching them. I like the way they run the play. The program has been great players. That would be a great. That's a great idea. That's a great I, idea. Know, I I think it's something that 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 could come right. The growth of the Big Twelve is going to happen. As I said, the, the Pac-12 is a dead conference walking, and you can see it all over the place, right? Uh, so I think scooping up the four corner schools or Arizona, Colorado, um, Arizona State, and maybe even a San Diego State, if if Utah wants to keep pretending that their their nose is so high in the air they can't smell their own 
boo-boo. I, I don't get it, man. Utah acts like they're, I don't know, Texas. It's stupid. I, I cannot wait. But anyways, the, the, the conversation about adding a Gonzaga, you know, it has been had. This is not just me spitballing here. This is a conversation that's been had from Brett Yormark with Gonzaga. So I was curious in your thoughts, because some people are on the fence about it, right? Some people feel like if they don't have uh, football and all the other sports to add, then it's not worth it, right? Yada, yada, yada. I just, I, I wanted your input on it because I think, I think adding a couple basketball-only schools like a Gonzaga or even, you know, get Marquette out of the situation they're in. I know that the Big East has still got some, some weight in basketball, but it's not the Big 12, right? Conference realignment has shifted everything that we do in every single sport, right? Mm -hmm. People tend to forget that you can be Kansas. You can win the national title in basketball. You can be the blue blood of, of basketball up there with Duke and Kentucky and North Carolina. You can be that, but then also suck terribly at football. And if you suck terribly at football, you don't get no dollar bills. And it, yeah. and it used to not be that way. When you were at Oklahoma State, the hot ticket was what? Galgariba, man. That was the ticket. Not not Boone Pickens, not Louisville. The ticket to get was going to see basketball or baseball. And it's got to be cool now as a, a, a alumnus <laughs> to see the growth of Oklahoma State because you were there in the very beginning. Because when you were there, we sucked at track. We were pretty good at cross country, but our track team was always last place. Our tennis teams were non-existent. Our softball team was always last place, right? Our football team winning seven, eight games was a big, big, big deal, even, even then, right? And now you see softball's ranked number two in the country, and they just won a Big 12 title last year, beating OU. Tennis is ranked in both men's and women's. Soccer is ranked and, and has a, you know, always has a chance to win a Big 12 title. Baseball's what we're like number 13 in the country. And I do think that we have the ability to be top 10. We have the ability to make a run in Omaha football like love or hate. I'm, I'm not, you know, I think Gunny could do a lot of things that would make us a lot better. That irritates me, but nonetheless, you're seeing the best Oklahoma state football uh, in our history, right? In a consecutive year to year, to year to year basis. He's only had one losing season. So as a real fan that loves O state, like how, how that's gotta be kind of dope, man. Yeah, no, it's been uh, amazing to see um, the football. Definitely, I I like Gundy get Gundy get a lot of flack, man. But I like I like some of the stuff that he does with the football program because I know I know longevity is is tough. Yeah, you know, it's one. It is. You know, what I'm saying to judge it early, and this is not me again going into your statement because you you are privy to things. Even while you're talking right now, I'm like, damn, I never thought of that like that. So you're privy to certain <laughs> things. You know what I'm saying? That I, I value your opinion. But I'm just saying in general, you know what I'm saying? I love what they've done with the football program and where it seems to be headed or, or even to be able to sustain it, to right. do certain things and to be able to be talked about, you know, even in quote-unquote downtimes, win big games. And, you know, I find the good and the bad. If you haven't noticed, I'm an optimist for real. You know, I'm, I, yeah. I try to find oh, yeah. the good and the bad. But at the same time, um, the university in general has been expanded. I was there when they even added that locker room, which is uh, – I think better than I hadn't even seen an NBA locker room that good. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, yeah, and that's just the basketball side. Football side is it's a whole town. Well, did you know that uh, Obrey Stadium, OSU's new baseball stadium, has been voted the best type, the best, the best baseball stadium in America two years in a row now? 
I did not know that. Dude, our baseball stadium it has more like biometric engineering crap than 95% of MLB locker rooms. So if you go play baseball at, at Oklahoma State, there's like a 90% chance that when you go pro, you're not going to be in a better facility ever. Oh, I mean, it's amazing, bro. I don't have think you seen, really realize. Have you seen the renderings for the new Athletic Village? Yes, I've seen that oh. when I was down there. Yeah, yeah. That's stupid. And yeah. it'll be the first one in the country where every single thing is all connected. Yeah, that's going to be insane. Yeah, it's the best, bro. I think it's the best in the country, man. Everybody sleeps. Everybody sleeps on those state, man, which is well, honestly, man, why I got into this. You know, you know, being in Stillwater, I'm sure it was kind of frustrating as even a player to know that when you open the newspaper, you're going to have to read five pages of OU before you got to O State News. Yeah. It just, it was a fact of life. So growing up, like you'd get little tidbits of O State stuff, and then you got a bunch of other crap mixed in. And I, it always bothered me, right? I, I never felt like Oklahoma State had big, had a big enough voice. Not that I'm that guy, but I'm trying to help help be one of those people, right? Because people forget all the time about the greats that played there. You know, now we're doing the statue of Barry Sanders. You know, we got the the the, the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame with, with Thurman Thomas on there, and we're recognizing Bob Fenimore. We're starting to do that stuff, which is great. But for years, man. I, people don't even know that John Starks went to Oklahoma State. Yeah. Everybody knows about his battles with Michael Jordan. Nobody realizes he went to Oklahoma State. People don't even know Doug Gottlieb went to Oklahoma State. There's a lot of people outside of Oklahoma that don't realize that Desmond Mason. Dude, I remember when Desmond Mason was playing with the Thunder. I had a Desmond Mason O-State jersey, and somebody asked me if I had it custom-made. And I was like, no. And he was like, he played there? I was like, yeah, he played there. <laughs> Like, it's same with Barry Sanders, you know, uh, uh, Des Bryant. There's a lot of people don't know where he played. Uh, Justice Hills having a really good career in the NFL. Chuba Hubbard, right? It, there's a lot of these guys that, that people don't realize went to Oklahoma State. So that's my objective is to not only spread information, but also spread the love. Because in my opinion, we're legitimately the most underlooked college in America because of the perception that we get from football, which is, we always get there, but we can never get over the hump. And it is true, right? We've um, either played for a pseudo Big 12 title or a real legit, you know, Big 12 title like seven times, my guy. But we lost six of them. So that's the national perception, and I'm trying to help change that. Because even if you're, even if you're not being massively productive, you can still be a big fan of the guys that we have starting in the NFL right now. Dude. I would bet you a hundred bucks if you walked out on the street right now and you were like, Hey, where did Tyreek Hill go to college? How yeah. many people, how many people are you going to think, uh, Oklahoma state? No, you're right about that, bro. That's for real. Same with you, man. You had a 12, 13 year professional career and you were so good at it that you had your pick of the litter after halfway into it. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, who you were. And we talk all the time uh, as fans, we need another big guy. We need another big guy. We need another Marshall Moses. And I think if you watch this year, I really hope Tyreek Smith comes back. Tyreek Smith reminds me of you. 
Tyreek Smith is you, but you had a better shot, obviously. So that is a question I have. Can somebody like a Tyreek Smith, who's known to get in, bang elbows, you know, bruise people around, whether you win, lose, or draw, when you face Tyreek Smith, you're going to leave the locker room jacked up. That's his objective. You did a lot of that. People didn't want to. People didn't want to bang with you down low, bro. <laughs> but you also had a nice shot. So that, now, that, now that Tyreek Smith is four years into college, right? Because he played a year or so at Texas Tech as well. He's four years into college. Is he at a point now where he can upgrade his shot, or is he kind of just going to keep being that big body bruiser we need for ten minutes a game? I think I think anybody that's got a good looking shot or that knows enough basketball has the chance to improve. It's very few like uh I can't even think of some people. It was this one guy who played at Texas. What was his name? And he was a great player, but he's even played Euroleague over Doge Bay. Well, I remember okay, this guy okay. was to literally stand in the paint. Now he was still a good player, even though we would guard him like this. But I mean where they would literally just stand in the paint. I think I just seen something with Russell Westbrook where somebody was guarding him. Draymond Green was standing in the paint. Now, if people are going to guard you like that, then no. Maybe you, maybe it's over for you. But for most <laughs> basketball players, um, they all have a chance to develop some form of a shot because you don't have to become a knockdown right. uh, type of shooter. You just have to keep the defense honest. And so, absolutely, I think he could do that. You know, that dude can play. You know what I'm saying? That dude can play. And who knows? It may be a situation where he's got that in his game and is not comfortable unleashing it yet. It's different when you're in Gallagher-Iber, man. It's got to be a shot. You want to take the shots you're absolutely comfortable being, you know. And um, there are very few players who are what we call ice water in their veins, meaning right. they can take fifty shots and to take the fifty, take shot number fifty one with the most confidence. You know that's 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 tough. And so if you're not used to doing that in game times, you're gonna have to try it. But I believe he can develop it. Let me ask you this, man. I I, yell, I, I know you're busy, dude. I don't want to keep you too long. So before we get out of here, I do have another question for you. Um, since Oh, look, I have a few questions. Do you think, especially after the Rutgers losing, we are the, the hands down the best team in the NIT, or, or do you think there's somebody else that could have a claim to that throne? I definitely think we uh one of the best teams, if we're not the best. It's probably some teams in the NIT that I'm not privy to, but all of the top teams, um, I think we got a shot, a legit shot to win it. 100%. Yep. Yeah, legitimate shot to win this thing. And I think doing it, makes a statement because like you say when you are being counted out and things like that go ahead bro well no 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 no. i well i just so the first round we can't host in galgariba because we have wrestling um stuff going on but the next couple rounds we can host in stillwater you gonna be there absolutely yeah i will definitely be there and you know i i, I said this on my show yesterday as irritating as it is, as ridiculous as it is, you know, that we got snubbed the way that we did. We've had so many years of getting robbed from postseason play. It is the NIT, yes. It's not the greatest consolation prize in the world, but you can still make a statement. If you go win the NIT, to me, that's a massive double bird to the NCAA. Like, we were the best team here. You knew it. You left us out on purpose. Go shove it where the, the sun don't shine. So to me, I think we're on a mission. We, we should be on a mission. But, you know, I, I've, I've, I've played a little college ball as well, and I know that the hangover effect is real. It does happen, right? 
you can come in you can come into a game that you think means nothing and it affects your play so it'll be interesting to see how we attack it i hope we i hope we win it i think it sends the message that we need to send mm-hmm. uh, and i was curious on 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 your thoughts where's the first uh where's the first one being hosted because of the wrestling game um i i can't wrestling recall at- it's at, at 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 their place that's I, I I can't even remember exactly what, who, who, who but we're, but OSU was the higher seed. Yeah, we're the we're the number one overall seed in the NIT tournament. See, I don't like that. They why they shouldn't have to start with an away game, man. Pick another day to play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm but, saying? You oh yeah. Road. But I mean, it'll it'll be fun. It's still postseason play. We've been robbed from from so much of it. It'll still be fun, and the reason I do like the NIT is you can have games on campus, which is really, really rare. Right? It's the only tournament you really have on campus, so that makes it kind of cool. And uh, yeah, dude, I, th- I think we have the ability to win it. I'm just a little concerned about how we approach the game, how aggressive we are. Right? We'll see. Uh, time will tell. Did you already fill out a bracket? I haven't filled it out yet. Man. Ah, my guy. Hey, I'll send you something when we get out of here. Uh, a little group we got so you can you can join the group a five dollar five dollar entry and then we're going to give it to a charity or something here at the end okay so yeah i'll fire that your way here in a bit boss man okay all right man so uh do do me a favor real quick plug what you got going at this very 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 moment are you more into the nonprofit thing are you currently doing a lot of basketball stuff are you just currently taking two weeks off to hang out with the fam what do you got going boss uh, both of the first two you named are uh, I'm very active right now. I'll be doing some tra- some training later this evening, but March 25th, I do have an event at uh, Mother Road Market here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's okay. a very big place in the middle of the town where a lot of people go eat and a lot of new foods, and it's like a tourist spot. But we'll be having a, a Soul Body Cypress there March 25th. Uh, doors open seven, show starts at eight. We also, we'll be in Wichita, Kansas next month, and we are rallying. And you know anyone who would like to donate for a London trip this fall, we have an opportunity to take this internationally. But we need the support of the community, so anybody can contact me directly, personally, or uh, we go from there if you wanted to. But other than and that, how, that's- how do they how do they get to get a hold of you to give you some old man nil money, Bubba? <laughs> man, <laughs> uh, Soul Body Meta on everything. Um, Soul Body Meta at gmail dot com, um, and yeah, I mean, just, I'm, I'm not hard to find. Type in Soul Body Meta on any any device or any platform or Soul Body Cyphers if you want to see the business. I dig and, it. Yeah. Well, it. brother, man, thank you very, very, very much for your time. I, I appreciate it. Uh, let's we'll, we'll, we'll stay in contact, and uh, we'll get some stuff moving. I will be traveling to do a lot of some seven-on-seven tournaments, media coverage. Um, so at some point in time, We'll, we'll be able to to probably link up and, and do something collectively. Yeah, that'd be dope, man. Definitely. I dig it. Man, All right, brother, man. Well, everybody out there in Cowboy Nation, you remember him for his banging elbows down low. And now he's teaching the youth of Tulsa to be able to do the same. Brother man, Marshall Moses, thank you very, very much for coming on. Say hello to the people. Say goodbye to the people as we... Get ready to sign off here. Guys, it's it's pretty simplistic. Yes, it hurts not making the tournament. It does. But we can still make a statement with this NIT. We can still win the whole thing. And it is something.
And like Marshall Moses just said, it builds what? Momentum. Momentum's important. We need it. Just like we need guys like him coming back on a continuous basis. So that's all we got for this one. Stay tuned because around the corner we have another position battle to break down pre-spring, for spring, today. So we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get a multitude of things knocked out. So I appreciate you all stopping in to make Lockdown Oklahoma State your first listen. You can find me at Aldeo State. Make sure you hit the like, subscribe, comment, things. All of you made it to the end. You're the real MVPs. We are climbing um, in the subscription subscription category. So when we get that going, we'll be sending out another uh, autographed helmet to the thousandth subscriber. So keep it going, keep it spreading, keep it sharing, all that good stuff. And be back for more on the position breakdowns. This is your Locked On Oklahoma State. Later, y'all.